We're starting today, Perik Yudzayin, which is on page 44, but we have to recap a little of what we discussed in Perik Tazayin. Perik Tazayin spoke about the idea of Avodah Hashem. Avodah Hashem means serving Hashem, not only um, behaviorally, in terms of our actions, but also that means our emotions and having our uh, our feelings involved, and using our chabad, using our chachma bina adas, using our intellectual faculties to contemplate Hashem's greatness, and thereby to awaken within ourselves a love for Hashem, a fear for Hashem, excitement and passion for Torah mitzvahs. And then in Perik Tazayin, he says, but not everyone has the ability, Al-Tarebbe says, not everyone has the ability to awaken within the heart, and this has to do with the madriga of the neshama, the level of the neshama, it's not something which is necessarily our blame, but not everyone has the ability to awaken within, this, within the heart, a full-blown love for Hashem and a full-blown excitement for Yiddishkeit. So therefore, for such a person who is incapable of doing that, it is enough to contemplate Hashem's greatness, to have, in other words, to have take his point, you know, to take time to contemplate and to think about it. And what that does is that awakens within the heart, if not a uh, full-blown, tangible, fiery love and feeling, but at least it gets a feeling which is, uh, I want to say, a cold feeling. Um, I think someone here said, a desire to desire, if not a desire for Hashem, at least a desire to desire Hashem. But it does give us that that also that 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 feeling again. It's not a full blown feeling. It's more of a cerebral feeling, you might want to say. But that also is enough to motivate our service for Hashem. And then the Alter Rebbe finishes the Perik by saying, then this whole idea of mitzarfal amaisa that 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 machshava toiva, that feeling that you have, even if it's not of the you know the you know heart pumping. And uh, here, standing on, the, on, on, on your head, excitement. But still, if you have, you use your mind to develop some sort of, in the heart, a desire, more than a you know, desire, more than emotion, but a desire for Hashem and Torah Mitzvah, that itself also is a complete Aveda. That is Perik, that is a recap of Perik Tazayin. And now we're going to start Perik Yud Zayin, chapter 17. We know that Tanya is based <clears throat> on a Pasuk. In the Sharblat, in the opening page, Sharblat is not an opening page. I don't know how you say it in English. A Sharblat. A Sharblat is the the title page, the title page of Tanya. This, right? So that when the Rebbe describes what the Sefer is, he says that the Sefer is based on the pasuk Kikare ve'lecha hadavar miyoyid b'ficha ovuvav chalasaisa. Which Moshe tells the Yidin, Kikara Velecha, that this, everything that I'm telling you, all this Torah and all the mitzvahs that I'm telling you, it's all Kare Velecha, it is close to you. In other words, it is practical. Beficha uvavcha la in your mouth and in your heart, la and to do it. In other words, whether it's talking about the mitzvahs that are connected to Picha, the mouth, whether that's Talmud Torah, learning Torah, or davening, or the mitzvahs that are connected to the mouth about those things that we shouldn't be doing with our mouth, speaking Lashon Hara, 
and so forth. The mitzvahs that are connected to the heart, such as Avas Hashem, Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, love of Hashem and fear of Hashem. And Lasai say those mitzvahs that are connected with action. So says Moshe, everything that I'm telling you is something which is practical, something which is accessible, available. You can all do it. Pistalter Rebbe is going to ask and say, really? All the mitzvahs, for me to do all the mitzvahs, that's karev. That's something which is easy and practical. I wouldn't use the word easy. Karev isn't easy. But it's something which is close to me to do. It's accessible. It's practical. And what bothers the Alter Rebbe more than anything else about this Pasuk is the word Bilvavcha. You want to tell me that I can do Teira mitzvahs, the action mitzvahs. Okay, so I, I exercise self-control. As we learned in Perik Yud Beis, the mind has the capacity to control the heart. So therefore, I'll do all the mitzvahs. Okay, I'll concede that that's karev. You want to tell me, Beficha, you want to tell me that the mitzvahs that are, are connected to my mouth are also karev? Okay, I could concede that too because I can make the same argument. Exercise self-control. Use your mind to contemplate and to think to the point that the mind controls the heart, the mind controls the impulses, the mind controls the instincts and overrides them all and I will do what Hashem wants for me. But Uvul Vavcha, you're telling me that it's easy for me to love Hashem also? I could tell you to eat chocolate. I could tell you to talk about eating chocolate. Can I tell you to like chocolate? Either you do or you don't. And as we all know, our hearts are... I mean, isn't that the premise of what we're saying in Tanya all along till now? Especially regarding the Benyani, that he can control the thought, the speech, and the actions, but the heart, the feelings in the heart. Only a tzaddik controls the feelings of the heart. How are you telling me that we have the ability to do that? Every one of us, and that's Karev. Let's look inside. Based on what we learned until now, we'll understand the Mashakas of that, that which it says in the Pasuk. Kikarev Yelechad is close to you, practical. Hadavar Mi'oid, all this. And it is very much so practical. Beficha in your mouth, Uvavavcha in your heart, Lasayse to do it. The Lachayra, the Alter Rebbe says, Lachayra, Bluvavcha, Ublavavcha, Nagidachushalanu. Saying, that to love Hashem is kariv, is something which is close to us, is neged achush, it goes against our experience. Practically speaking, it doesn't, uh, doesn't seem to be correct. And Torah is eternal. Meaning to say, of course we know that every single one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, this is one of the Yud Gimel Ikri Amuna. It'll never be changed. And every mitzvah that Hashem gave is forever. But the Pasuk is not a mitzvah, it's a statement. So maybe one can make the argument that Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to a specific group of people. He was talking to the Yidin who entered Eretz Yisrael. And they were on a very high spiritual level. As we know that the Deir of the Yidin who in the Midbar, in Kabbalah, they're known as a Deir Deya. 
a generation of incredible das, incredible understanding of, of Hashem, and this incredible connection to Hashem. So for them, it was karavilacha. For them, it was takya something um, practical and accessible to be able to uh, have avas Hashem. The Torah is eternal. Every word of Torah, not only the mitzvahs of Torah, but every part of Torah is eternal. So Moshe is not only speaking to the people who went into Eretz Yisrael, but Moshe is speaking to every single person, including a person over here in 21st century in America, speaking to us also. We all know it is not very easy and very close. Lahapach liboy. To transform our hearts. And instead of desiring the pleasures of this world, to truly love Hashem. And the Altareb is going to bring a raya. The Pasuk says, It's actually in this week's Parsha. Parsha Yisrael. Moshe turns to Yidin and says, What does Hashem ask of you? All he wants, all he asks of you is to fear Hashem. That's all he wants. So the Gemara asks on this. That's all? That's all, that's all you, that's all you. You know, imagine if you're, you're standing in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe turns to you and says, uh, what does Hashem want from you? All he wants is that you should fear him. And the Pasuk actually continues. Fear him and go on his ways and love him. And uh, What would you answer back to Moshe Okay, You'd probably be awestruck and you wouldn't answer anything. But if, but if you found the words to speak, what would you respond? You'd say, Rabbeinu Moshe, that's all that Hashem wants? Yirda is not a small thing. It's not a small thing to love Hashem. And the Gemara Taka has to answer. The Gemara answers that for Moshe it was a small thing, which, by the way, obviously raises another question, which is, Moshe is not talking to himself; he's talking to everyone else. So, how does it help us? The fact that the fact that for Moshe it's a small thing, how does that help us? And that's a great question. And stay tuned. Perik Membeis in chapter forty-two, the Alter Rebbe will talk about this, about that question. But for the purposes of our conversation. All we need to know is that the Gemara says very clearly that Yiras Hashem is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. <laughs> Later on in Perik Membeis, the Alter Rebbe actually brings down a Pasuk. It says, Im If you search for it like gold, and in the, uh, sorry, if you search for it like, like silver and like um, precious treasures, you, you go to your machapasit, you uh, seek it. Then you can achieve fear of Hashem. And Dr. Rebbe learns from this possible that just like it's uh, people, you have to put a, exert a tremendous amount of energy to be able to go and to search for, for a treasure. You have to go dig for it. The same thing is the Yiddish Shemaim is not a simple thing. It's not a simple thing. But what's easier? Yiddish Hashem or Avva Hashem? What's easier? Yiddish is easier. Why? Right. Why? Imagine. Comes the, we're, we're, we're approaching the Yamim Neiraim. Yamim Neiraim. 
and the days of Rosh Hashanah, days of Yom Kippur, those are days of Yira. And the Yira, as, and I'm not saying that Yira is easy, but still, fear is something which is not so not so difficult. I think I may, maybe I mentioned this once. There's a vart of, you know, it says that on the first day of Sukkot. On the first day of Sukkah, on the first day you're supposed to take the rule of an asterisk, the Pasuk says. So, the question is, first day, it's the 15th day of, 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 of Tishrei. What do you mean by Yemarishan? So the Gemara answers, I think maybe we, I mentioned this Vart in, in Perek Zion when we learned. It's a Vart from, I believe, Rabbi Yitzhak Rabaditshever. It says, what does it mean, Rishan Lechajban Avoinas? So Pashup Shata means that um, the Pashup Shata the Gemara is that that's when the beginning the beginning of the calculation uh, of calculations of sins begins because in Kippur we rid ourselves of all our affairs right and four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot who has time to do affairs I don't know that's what the Gemara says at least <laughs> that uh, who has time busy putting up a sukkah and the lulav and the asrig. And Achanas for Yom Tov, no one has time to do Averis. So when do we finally have time to sit down, relax, and finally do a little Avera? First day Sukkot. So by Yeh Marisha, the first time when we start calculating our Averis, is the first day of Sukkot. So I believe it's him, said uh, a different part. He says that we know that the Gemara says in Yuma that someone who does Tshuva Meyira, some does Tshuva from fear, so then, this doing this not slickish goggles, then Hashem forgives you the Averis. Okay, it's, I'll pretend it's as if you did it by mistake, so you're not culpable, you're not held responsible for it. But if you do Tshuva Miyavam, then Zdoinis not slickish achis. The Averis become mitzvahs. So Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur, we're busy doing Tshuva Meyira. So therefore, what does Hashem do? Hashem says, okay, all the Averis did this past year, throw them in the garbage. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore them, pretend as if they don't exist. Comes along Sukkis, that's a time of Simcha. That's when we were embraced by Hashem's right hand, Ava, Chesed. So suddenly now we're doing Truva, it's on a higher level, Truva Ava. So suddenly Hashem says, okay, now let's go get back all those Avedis. Now we turn all those Avedis into mitzvahs. Now we have to start counting them up. Now the Roshani, Yim Kippur, we made the Avedis ir- irrelevant. There's no reason to count them. Hashem just threw them all in the garbage. Tashlech b'mitzulis yam. He threw them down in the river. But when we do Tshuva Me'ava, so suddenly now we have to start calculating them because now they suddenly all became mitzvahs. What's the point I'm trying to get to? Is it easier to feel Yira on Roshani, Yim Kippur or Ava on Sukkot? Which one is easier? The Avan Sukkis. I think the Yira and Roshani Kippur. Why is that? Why is Yira easier to feel than Ava? Because by definition, Yira is something which is imposed upon me. Yira is not something that I, I, I necessarily want. But it's a recognition of something which is much greater than me, much more powerful than me, something which is extremely awesome that imposes itself upon me and gives me that feeling of fear, of awe, of reverence. Ava, on the other hand, is not something which is imposed upon me. Ava is something which has to come from within. Do I love it? Do I want it? You're going to ask me, Roshani Mekipper, do I want that Hashem should be this great supreme king who, uh, who meets out you know, reward and punishment and decides life and death? 
It's not whether I decided, it's not whether I like it or not, it is. And therefore, my response to that is, my response to that reality is that I'm fearful. Ava is what I want. Ava is not a response to something which is forced upon me from the outside. And that's why Ava is much more, is much more difficult. Yira, if I take a moment to think about Hashem's greatness, then I'll have Yira. Not that it's easiest, one second, not that it's the easiest, but compared to Ava, Ava means I literally have to transform what I want and what I desire. So if the Gemara says, if the Gemara says that fear is not a simple matter, how much more so love? And here yet, and nevertheless, here we have Moshe Rabbeinu standing and saying, serving Hashem with your heart, which presumably also includes love, is also karif. That's what's bothering the Alter Rebbe. Yes. However, Ava can be a reaction to someone else's Ava. When we, when we time and time again, Yom Roym, proclaim that God loves Klai Yisrael, that should bring out a love from us to Him. You're right. To a certain extent, you're right. But at the end of the day, Ava demands of me that this a, a, a real internal change, a real. Instead of me liking this, I like something else. Whereas Yira doesn't demand that internal change that Ava that Ava has. So yes, Ava could be somewhat imposed from from outside. Also, I will concede I that. Imposed, it can be a result of a reaction to something, yes. right? But still, I think the point remains that it's a much more right. Okay. Yes. So that is the logical question that Rebbe is asking. How are you telling me that Ava is something which is Karif? Vigam, and also the Medrash says in Bereshis Rabba Amr Razal, the Tzadikim Dafka Libam Bershusam. The Medrash says, Rishoim, Heim Bershus Libam, Rishoim, they are under the control, under the domination of their hearts. And Sadikim. Tzadikim control their hearts. What is the implication of this? That someone who is not a tzaddik doesn't control their heart. So for most of us who aren't tzaddikim, how can we say that Beficha Uvalvavcha is Kariv when in other words, you have sometimes the Gemara says, if you want to ask you a question from a Pasuk, if you want to ask you a question from a Svara. So here, the Svara is after Rebbe says it's neged achush to say that Ava is a simple thing, it 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 uh, it goes against our our uh, our experience. And and if you want to ask based on uh, a text, you have a medrash which says that dafket tzadikim liban bershusam. However, we already have the key. We already have the answer to this question. That's why the Alter Rebbe begins this perek ubezayuvan based on what we just learned in Perik Tazayin, we already have the answer to this question. And before we answer this question, let's point out something about this Pasuk. Is there something unusual about the order that the Pasuk uses over here? The Pasuk lists three things. Is that a natural order? It should be Lasasa first, and then Ficha, and then Lavavcha. Okay, why? Because first, the easy, the, sometimes you do things externally even without anything internal. And, you know, the real davening and real learning may not come till after you do some basic mitzvahs. And then in the heart, that's the hardest thing, as you, as Tom is asking. So you're saying that 
a natural order would be la soy soy beficha uvavavcha, which would go in order from from the hardest, from the easiest to the hardest, the most external, as we know. Machshava dibar ma'isa are three levushim, as we learned in Pederik Dalit, the three garments, the three way the neshama expresses itself. The one that's most distant from me is ma'isa, and then a little closer is dibar, and a little closer is machshava. Or the argument can be made the opposite way that it should be bilavavcha ubeficha lasayisay, heart, speech, action. But either way, beficha uvavavcha lasayisay, mouth, heart, action. It doesn't seem to be a natural order order to that. Ella, three lines from the bottom of page 44. Ella, the la The words la here is very important. Ratzalemar, the words bilvavcha la is telling us that ha'ava ha'mivial bilvad. All that's necessary is bilvavcha la a love which is enough to bring you to La Saisai to do the mitzvah. Shehi, and what is that? Okay, that's really what we learned in the last Perik Perik Dazayin. Shehi Ru'usa Deliba. The word Ru'usa in Aramaic, what does that mean? Ru'usa, like on Shabbos, you have Raiva de Raivan. Yehi Rava. What is Yehi Rava? Yehi Ratsan. Yehi Rava. The desire of the heart. The desire of the heart. What? Comes from the Hebrew word misafed, like um, No. It's different, different, it's different shaders. Yeah, and the ayin instead of aleph. Yehirava kadamach. So rava means the desire. <clears throat> um, not the feeling of the heart, but the desire of the heart, which is really what we spoke about in the last, in last Perik. Not the full blown feeling, but when you convince your heart that the heart also goes along with it. Shibat Taluma slave, that is hidden in the depth of the heart. Gam ki eina bisgalos libe kirish piesh, even if it's not revealed in the heart, like fiery flames. Vidavar ze, and this level of ava, kariv muayd, this is taka, accessible and close and, and practical, vinokel and easy. Lachol adam, asher yashli yamech bitkat gadi. Anyone who has a brain in their head, why? Ki moichaybir shusay. Yeah, maybe I don't control my heart fully. That's Sadiqim. Only a Tzadik is in full control of the heart to the point that the heart only feels that which the Tzadik wants it to feel on the, you know, love and desire and passion for Hashem and Torah and Mitzvah and obviously Yisrael and Kedusha. But the mind, everyone controls. Everyone controls their minds. And we have the free choice and ability to meditate and to contemplate whatever we wish. And when we contemplate the greatness of Hashem, Memela automatically you will give birth in your mind. At the very least, a love for Hashem which is sufficient to connect Hashem through the mitzvahs and through Torah. So that's so we answered all the questions. Now we understand why it says. So you're saying what? It should be vavavcha lasoisi beficha, or something else? He didn't, he, I don't know that he explained yet why beficha is the first thing. He didn't. But mind, yeah. In other words, whichever way you're going to look at it, vavavcha lasoisi. Vavavcha is the hardest, and the lasoisi is the easiest. So if you want to put them together, there's not going to be an order. So you can put beficha before or beficha after. But we'll so, we'll see also soon why 
we have to conclude with Bovavcha Lasaysay. So if we have to conclude with Lasaysay, then the only way to put it would be Beficha or Bovavcha Lasaysay. And why? Beficha means mitzvahs in the heart. In other words, uh, sorry, mitzvahs which are the mind. And the, the motivating factor is the mind. You can't. How you? How do you rationalize? The mind is how you're able to. How, how, is what leads you to the beficha of avavcha and the lasayse. Without the mind, you can't. Without the mind, you have nothing. Right. You have nothing. Correct. And so why do we have to? represents what? Mitzvahs, which are learning Torah, davening, mitzvahs that have to do with. But that's without lavavcha. The beficha, the beficha is if the beficha is before lavavcha, then it, it would seem that the whole board. That the Vavcha Lasosa, that the Lavavcha leads to Lasosa, the Beficha is separate from that. Because it's You're asking a very good question. I, I think the Nakuda is if it's said, which then that would make you happy, right? Because then the heart is what leads to everything. But then I wouldn't, under, I wouldn't get this whole point. I would say Lavavcha is by itself, Beficha is by its, its three different components. By reversing the order, suddenly we have the Bovav which sticks out at you, which makes you look at it and realize what we're saying over here is the main thing is that the heart has to work to the point that it gets to bottom line action. So there are only two components, the and the And but, but But he's making a valid point. The Beficha also really is rooted in the Bovavcha. Why? Why is there Because the ability to, to, to do the mitzvahs that are Beficha to daven and to learn also depend on the fact that I have Avas Hashem. So it's easy in your heart, it's easy to get this Ava, which is going to cause you to do To do practical, to actually do Teirah Mitzvahs. To, to my understanding, the word Befichach doesn't belong in the puzzle. Unless you're going to get it anyway. in your heart to... I hear. I, I, I hear the question, this is, a, this is a good pillpoon, but I don't want to get stuck here. Because uh, this is a... Uh, Theatrics. It's, it's good stuff to talk about afterwards in Chavrusam. We can write up a, 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 a pilpul on this. The main thing in the code over here is he's focusing on the Bovavcha Lasaysa. How much heart do I need enough to get me to act? Vizek kal ha'adam. Because that's what we're all about. And what's the Pasuk? Vesmitzvaysa of Shemir. Right? So all, that's all there is. At the end of the day, bottom line is it's about action. This is the last words of last week's parsha. And the Gemara says on this, but what does it mean? Over here, our, our job is action. The Gemara says, Today we do the mitzvah, and tomorrow, meaning we receive the reward. What does that mean in a deeper sense? I mean, obviously, we do the mitzvah here, and the reward is there. In a deeper sense, that means our focus over here in this world, our mission, our purpose in this world is action. All the feelings, the tremendous uh, love of Hashem and the fear of Hashem, believe it or not, that's the reward. And that will get in Ganadin. The full-blown love for Hashem that you're not feeling today, that's fine. That's not the purpose here in this world. It's nice if we have it. The tzaddik who has it, if you remember, we learned earlier on in Peri Yidala, that's me'enu elam haba. That a tzaddik experiences his reward. The tzaddik who, who lives his life 
I mean, even just practically, think about it. Can you imagine if you lived your life infused with love and fear for Hashem, excitement for a mitzvah? What wouldn't you give for that? Is there anything greater, any greater reward that you can imagine for than that? And that's taka ilam haba. Ilam haba is that a person has a tainug, a pleasure in his relationship with Hashem. That's, that's for the next world. So you're, you're, you're worried that you're not experiencing that relationship over here in this world. That's fine. That's not your job. Today, you need to do. You need to act. You need to, you need to learn Torah. You need to do mitzvahs. And how much love do you need? As much love as needs to get you, to motivate you to act. And that love, that level of love, which is a lower level of love, that taka is karev. That taka is something which is accessible for everybody. The mind is naturally controls. It's part of human nature. And the heart, including also the left side of the heart, and the person's mouth, and all the limbs. Which they're the ones, uh, you know, the action limbs. So, well, stopping over here. I mean, we're going to continue, but this is, this is, the, this is the first uh, part of the page. So the first part of the page, the Altareba resolved... What does it mean? Kikarev elecha davar miyoyed. How how is it possible to say that belavavcha is also kikarev? The answer is because it's not talking about the love of a tzaddik. The love of a tzaddik take is not within our capability. Forget about kikarev; it might not even be possible. But the love that's necessary, just in order to be able to do teira mitzvahs, and that love is something which is created through our contemplation, through our meditation, thinking about Hashem's greatness, and that motivates. It makes the Thank you very much. That makes the desire of the heart, maybe not the feeling of the heart, but at least the desire of the heart, that's something which is shaykh for everybody. Or almost everybody. Because if you remember, we said earlier, the Medrash and B'Resh Yisraba says that Rishoyim heim b'Rishus libam. Rishoyim, they are in control of the hearts. And Sadiqim, Libam Bershusam. So now we're, till now we said, what does it mean, Sadikim Libam Bershusam? Sadikim control the hearts. That means very practically that Sadikim control the feelings of the heart and they have Ava and Yira, love and fear of Hashem. What does it mean that Rishoyim Heim Bershus Libam? So we're going to find out there's a certain class of people that Taket don't control their hearts at all. And they are those people who, well, Alter Rebbe will, um, will classify as Rishoyim Be'emes. Let's look inside. We're saying because until now we said everyone has everyone has a mind, and if the mind if the mind thinks that controls the heart, but there's an exception to that rule. We're saying the mind controls the heart. There's an exception to that rule. There are certain people who, by them, at least in terms of avodas Hashem, their mind does not control the heart. They've lost control. Who is that? A rasha be'emes. What does a rasha be'emes mean? So for those of you who have been here for a while, we know that Alter Rebbe very clearly defined Tzaddik, Benini, and Rasha. And based on the definition of the Alter Rebbe, what a Rasha is. So um, almost all of us are Rishayim. I don't want to rehash the stuff that we spoke um, in earlier Prakim. But the Alter Rebbe is, is a very, uh, let's say, a draconian definition, but a very, a very harsh definition of what a Rasha is. Anyone who doesn't have era, ever. So when the Medir says Rishoyim Libam that Rishoyim have lost control of the heart, and their hearts their hearts control them. They're controlled by their impulses and by their uh, and by their um, you might want to call it addiction, really, because what what is addiction after all? 
where you lose control and you're just libam, your person is in control of the heart and their mind is not in control. So who is that? That's a Rasha Bemis. Not a, we're not talking about the, the Rasha that the Rebbe described in Tanya and Perik, uh, in Perik Yudalef. A Rasha Bemis. What is a Rasha Bemis? So a Rasha Bemis means a Rasha like we understand a Rasha. In other words, not the Rebbe's definition of a Rasha, but a true Rasha. If we learned earlier on, and also we learned in Perik um, Yudalef, what does Emes mean? Emes, if you remember, we learned Emes is something which is constant. Emes is something which is unchanging. So a Rasha Ba'emes means someone who is constantly acting as a Rasha. Such a person, sorry? There are some who say that it's a Rasha Gamar, but Lavdafke. Uh, in other words, a person who's in a very, very, very low spiritual state, who's constantly doing Averis and has very, very little self control. That person loses Mayach Shalt that person loses the capacity to control his heart. Kemai Merazal. As our sages tell us, they are under the control of their heart, and the heart being uh, their temptations and their impulses. They have no control over their hearts. What does that mean? Dr. Rebbe, a few lines ago, Dr. Rebbe said that the fact that the mind controls the heart, that's human nature. So, how can we say that this Rasha Ba'amas? What he, he turned into a kangaroo. What happened? It's, it, part of human nature is that the mind controls the heart. So Dr. Rebbe says, Even that's taka human nature that the mind controls the heart. But in this case, this is a punishment from Hashem. This such a punishment from Hashem because of all their, 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 the greatness and the gravity of their sins, this is a punishment that this natural quality that the mind controls the heart has been taken away from them. And we know, we know this from Rambam, Rambam we know this from the Chumash, that certain instances where the punishment of Hashem is that in a certain extent a person's free choice is taken away from them. And this is to others who not happened to Pare, it happened to others. So why should we be responsible for the event There's no free choice. We'll find out, we'll find out. He wants to know, so why are they held responsible if... Uh, we'll find out, we'll find out, we'll find out the answer to this question. Sorry? We'll, we'll find out, we'll find out. Find out. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? And Yiddish courts, there's also... Uh, insanity is a, is a plea in a Jewish court also. Sure. A shaita is not... So uh, maybe if you... If he says the more is not shalit, shalit, I'll live, then he's insane. Then. We'll find the answer to that. Okay, all right. Speak it. And I, Moshe Rabbeinu, turns to Yidin and says, Kikara ve'lecha adavar mi'oyed. Moshe says, it's, it's accessible to you. Yeah, but Moshe wasn't talking to these people who are dead. Shebechayeyem kruyem esim. That even though that they're alive, they're called dead. As we know that the Rishayim has a state in Gemara, that Tzadikim misasam kriyim chayim, Tzadikim are always alive, and Rishayim are always kriyim mesim. What does that mean? That means we know, Apostle, V'atem advekim Hashem alekechem chayim kulchem ayoyim. Right? Also this is Parsha. That what does it mean, life? What is the definition of life? V'atem advekim, those of you who are connected to Hashem, chayim kulchem ayoyim, are all alive, because what... What is the ultimate life? The ultimate life is Hashem. Hashem is the source of all life. So someone who's connected to Hashem is alive. 
someone who's not connected to Hashem due to repeated Averis and, and, and terrible Averis, which we know the Pasuk says, that our sin separates us. That, that person loses touch with life, and therefore spiritually this person is considered dead. So Amesha Rabbeinu says, that everyone has the ability to tear mitzvahs. And yet everyone has the ability to use their mind to be able to influence their behavior and their hearts and their behavior. He wasn't talking to these people who are dead. Torah is talking to people who are alive, not people who are dead. But if, he, if they still have Bechirah, then... Hold, hold, hold your Bechirah questions. That, it's related to what he was asking. We're going to get to that in a moment. Similarly, by the way, when it says, when it says in Halal, is coming up. That the people who are dead also, but we're not being we're not uh, we're not busy disparaging the dead and and, and gloating. But when talking it's not it's not talking about the people who are in the base of Chaim. We're talking about the Rishaim who are called Mason. So these people have no Bechira, they can't serve the Ibishna. Ki in truth, it is impossible for these people who are these Rishoyim Be'emes Hashem to start serving Hashem. In other words, it doesn't mean they can't do a mitzvah. You can find even the greatest Rishoyim, you know, even Pesha Yisrael, Malayim Mitzvah Kerimah, the greatest Rasha by Yidin is full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate, excuse me, is filled with sin. But the notion of Avaidas Hashem, Starting to serve Hashem, which as defined in Tanya, service of Hashem begins in the mind. Using the mind to think about the greatness of Hashem and developing from that feelings for Hashem. And through that, to influence one's machshava, dibur, maisa, one's thought, speech, and action, a Russia can't do that. Because a Russia is, is so disconnected from Hashem that nothing that he thinks about Hashem's greatness is going to stick. There's, there's this major barrier which prevents him from being able to feel anything which is shaykh is Hashem, anything which is connected to Hashem. So what is the Eitzah for Zatcha Rasha? The first thing such a Rasha has to do is do Tshuva. Aha. So on that he has Bechira. On Avedas Hashem he doesn't have Bechira. He can't choose at this moment to start serving Hashem in a normal way, using the mind to influence the heart, to influence the mashav of the Maisa. But what he could choose is to do tshuva. So when he's brought into court and he says, I'm not responsible. When he's brought into court and says, I'm not responsible because I was a Russia, so therefore I didn't control my heart. So that, what are the judges going to say? Beseder. But you could have done tshuva. Well, what would motivate him to do tshuva? What would motivate him to do tshuva? connected. Maybe Europe. That's a good question. What would motivate him to do tshuva? His mind is totally disconnected to his heart. I have a feeling we're going to talk about that, not today, but I'm assuming sometime before Rosh Hashanah Yim Kippur, we'll probably devote a class to the topic of tshuva, right? Or something of that sort, Rosh Hashanah Yim Kippur. So maybe we'll talk about it then. We'll leave that. In other words, what's going to motivate him to do tshuva? That's a good question. But at the end of the day, the question of bechira and responsibility goes away. The person, Taka... The person has the ability. What's going to motivate him? That's a good question. For another, for another time. One second. Yeah. Unless the Baal Tanya has a different definition of tshuva, we normally say tshuva the first 
step is the first step would be regret about the past. To answer um, Ruben's question, I would think that, you know, based on the usual definition of tshuva, that his regret will will be soul searched. I think what Ruben is asking is, but what's going to motivate him to regret? But I don't want to go there right now. Right. I don't want to go there because it's a different, it's a good question. It's a topic all for itself, and it actually goes to the very definition of what Shuva is. But I think we're going to leave that for another day. Yes. Does the, the Russia Emmis know he's doing wrong, or does he say, I'm just doing it? Does he know he says, I know I'm doing wrong. I can't stop myself. What's, what's his rationale for doing the wrong thing? I could. I would think it could be either way. In other words, whether or not he's aware or unaware, a person who's repeatedly doing averes has has lost that connection, lost the connection, and such a person cannot start, you know, pretending that I can start serving Hashem. The first thing I have to do is, as we're going to find out over here, when we do averes, we create this tremendous barrier between us and Hashem, and those barriers, the words. Let's let's look inside. Let's start again. Kibemes, in truth, It's impossible for Hashem, Hashem, to begin serving Hashem. Without first doing tshuva over their past, to destroy the klipos. They are a curtain that separates from an iron, an iron wall, an iron curtain. That's what Averas do. They create this, 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 this iron curtain. And interesting that every Avera does that. However, every Avera does it for the moment. And it, there's a certain, but after you do the Avera, you haven't completely severed your relationship with Hashem. We're going to talk about this more in Mirza Hashem and Peter Chav Gimel in 23. That's not so far away. Um, the, 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 how they're different. Some Averas completely, you know, the, the terrible Averas, they're completely. Uh, Cut you off, Christus, right? To cut off a person from Hashem, and also if a person does averus repeatedly, 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 as Dr. Rebbe says, that it's like uh, you have thin clouds, you know, so you can see the sun, sun through them. But if you take many, many thin clouds, that uh, will completely it's like one big thick cloud. So there's there big averus, like a thick cloud separating us from Hashem. But if a person does many, many, many averus, it can have it can have a similar impact. It said, young people, kol haomer it's related to Okay. So if he said all the time, listen, I'm going to do a vera, but I'm going to do chuva. We're not talking about that. We're, not, uh, we're saying someone who's of Russia, the only way for him to start serving Hashem is doing chuva. We're not, talk, we're not talking about a person who, who uh, that's why he's doing the, that's why he's doing the vera. So this, the first thing that has to be done, you, you can't start serving Hashem until you've reinstated some sort of relationship, until you've allowed some sort of Kedusha within yourself, until you allow your Neshama to shine. Without, without your Neshama shining, you've lost all your ability to be able to, to, to understand Hashem and to love Hashem, to fear Hashem. How do we, how do, we do that? How do we do that? How do we break all these clippers that were created? How does this Rasha Bemers do so? So this is Mamish Shkacha Pratis. Now, as we're entering the month of Elul over here, we're starting to talk a little about Shuvah. And interestingly also, points this out, the Pasuk, 
So there's a machloikis. What is the pasuk referring to? So the medrash, the medrash Rabbah, as well as many of the mafarshim understand that when Moshe says, "Kikarvelecha," so the pasuk begins, "Ki hamitzvah hazayis." This mitzvah sharanoichim mitzavcha yoyim that I'm commanding you. Leirchoyke, it's not not far from you. And he goes, "It's not it's, it's not across the sea. It's not up in the heavens." "Kikarvelecha davrim yoyit." It's it's something which is kariv, practical and accessible. What is "ki hamitzvah hazayis"? What is this mitzvah? So, mo, so, so, second, so the, the Medrash and, and most Mepharshim say it's talking about the whole Torah, Ki HaMitzvah, all the Mitzvah, the, 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 all the commandments. However, the Ramban, he brings down a second, he brings down two, two Pirushim, and one of the Pirushim of the Ramban is, he says that it's the Mitzvah, it's talking about the Mitzvah of Tshuva, which is what the, the Parsha in, um, in Nitzavim is talking about right before then. V'shavta Dasha Malikacha. So we have it interesting in this period that we're having both these two things, these two things together. We started off the period saying Kikar Vilach was talking about the whole Torah Mitzvahs. However, there are certain people, Arasha Be'emes, for them it's not cut up to the whole Torah Mitzvahs. So for them, what is Kikar Vilach Adavar Miyayid? Tshuva. And once they once they do Tshuva, then they can have the Kikar Vilach Adavar Miyayid also. For the whole Torah mitzvah, so it's interesting how these two pirushim converge in the same pasuk, and they're really related. Some people, for them, the whole Torah mitzvah is karav elacha, and for other people, Torah mitzvah is not karav elacha, because they're bershus libam. And for them, what's the answer for them is the mitzvah tshuva, which is the other, the other idea which is um, alluded to in this pasuk. So, how do we break the klipas? Al yidei libay. Through, the, through breaking one's heart, and being embittered over one's averus, the Pasuk says, and the Pasuk in Tehillim, sorry, the Zayar says, and the Pasuk in Tehillim, it says, it's so a capital, we say, Krishma um, Shalamita, that what is, what are, what are the carbonates that we can bring to Hashem? Ruach nishbara and lev nishbar, a broken spirit and a broken heart. So simple shot of this pasuk is, what is the ruach nishbara, the broken spirit? That means the breaking of the own spirit. But the Zayr says otherwise. Zayr says that the ruach over here is the ruach hatuma, klipa, the tuma that you created through your avera. Ruach nishbara lev nishbar means how do we break ruach nishbara? How do we break the klipas? How do we destroy the klipas that we created through our avedas that separate us from Hashem? Is through lev nishbar, is through having a broken heart. Our broken heart destroys those ba- the barriers that were created between us and Hashem. nishbar through a broken heart nishbar ruach atuma the sitra we break and destroy the Ruach Atuma, the Sitter Achra. Ayn Shram, Parshas Pinchas, Dafresh Mem, look in the Zayar, Parshas Pinchas, Dafresh Mem, or Parshas Vayikra, Dafches, Vidafhe, Amad Aleph, or Bepirish Haramaz Sham. Correct. <coughs> Chapter 26.
Peter Chavav. You like it's chapter eleven. You don't want. Give me hint. Walter Rebbe, this is from the Balatanya. Yeah, he wrote them in. Um, the, the, actually, this is going to be very much topic. Simcha is a topic of discussion, chapter twenty-six through chapter thirty-four. through Lamedalit, eight nine prakam Simcha, and this issue of how we reconcile the idea of tshuva and having a broken heart with Simcha is dealt with extensively. Um, chapter twenty-six through chapter thirty-four is the topic of Simcha. In Tanya, and um, <clears throat> suffice it to say that there's a time and there's a place for mirrors and for tshuva, but that's not a regular avodah. This doesn't mean that a person who's about tshuva that has to be their their dominant, uh, you know, character trait. There is, but however, tshuva absolutely is about broken heart, and a broken heart means a truly broken heart. We're not talking about. And until a person really, if a person really doesn't appreciate the severity and the gravity of what he's done, and what it means to rebel against Hashem, and what it means to be cut off from Hashem, then there is no tshuva. It's not true. Tshuva is a, a, a real understanding. And at the same time, not only is that not a contradiction to Simcha, but as we'll find out, that itself is actually a catalyst for Simcha. But you're going to you're gonna have to trust me on that for now. Okay. And now the Alter Rebbe is going to move on. We're going to talk a little Kabbalah over here. I'd like to finish this today. So we can move on to the next Perek, next week. So we might do it somewhat briefly. But we're going to learn a little about the Kabbalah of Tshuva. In the Zoyar it says that the word Tshuva can also be read as Toshuv Hei. Which means that tshuva is about returning the hay. When we're doing tshuva, we're returning the hay. What does that mean to return the hay? So we're talking here about the hay of Hashem's name, of the Yud Vavke. And I don't know if some of you are familiar with this or not. You've heard of tshuva ilah versus tshuva tata. There's a higher level of tshuva, and Kabbalah talks about a higher level of tshuva, a lower level of tshuva. This is in the third part of Tanya, it's called the Geras HaTshuva, and it's 12 chapters, and it talks about this extensively. So, in Kabbalah, it's explained that there are two levels of Tshuva. The higher level of Tshuva is Tashuv Heilah. The first, because the, the, the name of Yudke Vavke has two Heis. So, the higher level of Tshuva is returning the higher Hei, the lower level of Tshuva is returning the, is the, learning, is the, returning the lower Hei. Now, in English. The Pasuk says in Hazinu, Ki chelek Hashem Amoy. Ki chelek Yudke Vavke Amoy. Which also can be read to, 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 to mean that Amoy, which is us, Klal Yisrael, are a chelek of the Yudke Vavke. Chelek Hashem Amoy. And Taka the Mukabalam understand that every single, the neshama of every single yud is rooted in the hay, the last hay of Hashem's name, the lower hay, the lower hay. The last hay is also known as the shechina, because that is the level of Hashem that comes down here to this world. That's the word shechina means, it resides. And the nesh- every one of our neshamas is rooted in 
in, um, in that hey. We are literally part of Hashem's name. What happens when Chas V'Shalom on a Yid does an Avera? So you're lowering yourself and your Neshama and the hay of Hashem's name into the clippus, into the garbage, into the toilet. That's what a person does when he does Tshuva. Uh, sorry, when he does an Avera. You know, we think when we do an Avera, we're messing ourselves up. But as Alter Rebbe is going to tell us, we know there's a concept called Golos Hashchina. What is Golos Hashchina means? When a Yid does Avera, that is Golos Hashchina. You're taking the hay of Hashem's name, this divine energy, your Neshama, which is part of Hashem, and dragging it down into the Klippes. Literally, the Alter Rebbe says later, it's like taking a, a king and stuffing his head in the toilet bowl. That's literally what we're doing when, we're, when we do an Avera. We're taking the king, Hashem, and we're, we're, we're pulling him down with us, because the neshama, we have a neshama, a helik neshama, which is part of Hashem's name, and pulling it down onto Klippes. <clears throat> you know, on a fast day we say, what's the haftarah? Yazev rasha darkei, v'yish avan machshavesa v'rasha shall leave his way, Shall leave leave his way, and um, a person who does evil things shall leave his thoughts. The Yashev al Hashem, and he shall return to Hashem. Viyirachamehu. What does Viyirachamehu mean? And he will have mercy on him. So Pashup Shat in this pasuk is Viyashev al Hashem, return to Hashem. Viyirachamehu, and Hashem will then have mercy on him. But in Chesidus it says Viyashev al Hashem, return to Hashem. Viyirachamehu, and have rachmanus on Hashem. In other words, do tshuva out of Rahmanas for Hashem. Understand that what you're doing to Hashem, the galos hashchina that you're causing, that itself should be your motivation to do tshuva. You know, don't do it for yourself. Do it for Hashem. You have a neshama within you, which is part of Hashem's name. And tshuva, so that's what it means. What we've done is, when a person does an Aveda, you've detached the hay from the yud kevav because you pulled it down into klipa. So the, the, the most basic level of tshuva is tashuv hay. We have to restore the hay. We have to pull out all the divine energy, all the hay, all the kedusha, and the neshama from the klipa where it's in, and return it to its source and reunite it with its source in kedusha, with the yud, with the yud the hay and the vav. That is tshuva tata. That is the most basic level of tshuva. We're not going to talk today about what tshuva ilah is, but tshuva ilah is... Tshuva ilah is a much higher level. Tshuva tata is restoring your neshama to the way it was when you were born. Tshuva ilah is restoring the neshama to the way it was before it came down into this goof, which that is tulim tatayra. That's a, it's a different discussion for a different day what tshuva ilah is. But Al-Tarab is saying over here, this Rasha Ba'emes. You want to start serving the Ebrishner? That's great. The, what you have to do is tshuva tata. You have to regret your Averis and thereby break the klippis, pull out the hay, return it to its source, and then you're ready to start serving Hashem again. Let's do this inside. This idea of having a broken heart and breaking the klippis, this is tshuva tata, the lower level of tshuva. To elevate, to bring up the lower, the lower hay, to raise it up from where it fell. Where it fell in the, by, the clip, by the klippas. That is what, when you know what it says, the Gemara says, Chaviv in Yisrael. It's Gemara Megillah, right? That, that the Yidna is so precious. That Kol Makim Shigalu, wherever they're in Golos, Shchina Imaim. 
So in a simple sense, it means, yeah, that wherever we are, as the Marshal says over there, that, uh, that the Eibishter has tsar. The Eibishter, you know, has pain from our, from our pain. But in a deeper sense, there's, there's, uh, there's the physical gallows, you know, that we're physically exiled from a land. Spiritual gallows is when we're spiritually when we go off the way. And when we spiritually go off the way, we do Avedis, the Shechina is there also. What does that mean? When, we, when a Yid goes in Golos to Edom, the Shekhinah is there. When a person acts like Esau, what does it mean Golos Edom? You go when we go into Golos in Edom. That doesn't only mean physically when a person happens to be in the land of Rome, but when a person's in Golos in Edom, a person's acting like Edom. So Shekhinah Imam, Shekhinah is there with you. So. What you're doing is you're bringing down into the clippers together with you. The, the, the level and the spark of godliness, which is there vivifying your nefesh, ruach, and neshama. They're there in your nefesh, Bahamas of the klippah, which is in your heart, in the left side, which is right now in control and in charge, while, while the person is still in Russia. The klipa, the nefesh Bahamas is right now ruling over the entire body. The nefesh ruach neshama and the person's neshama kvushim begoyelatzda. They're in galus there, and Hashem is in galus there also because the neshama is a chelik alika. When the person's heart is broken, that causes automatically the breaking of the klipa and the tumma v'sitar achra v'yispardu chulu and all the. All the evil forces, they uh, they plots. He come up in filosa. At that point, the neshama, as well as the hay of Hashem's name, arises from where it had fallen. Vegamli Savan stands upright. as explained elsewhere. And with this, we have concluded um, not only Perik Yudzayin but a whole sugya in Tanya. And Perik Yudches begins a whole new sugya in Tanya. A whole new idea, which is about the Avim Sutaras and Mir Hashem. Next week, before we start the next sugya, we will take a few moments just to recap where we've done, where, 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 what we've learned so far, before we move on to the next parak. Uh, uh,